Streaming live the station. Mutinyradio.fm. District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio. Clock. It's Friday night. It's time for the Comedy Clubhouse here at Mutiny Radio. Yay! You're all here. I'm so excited. Today is a really special show. I have a friend in Portland, Oregon, who is a comedian. His name is Eddie Sue, and he's currently going through some immigration issues. Ah, it's crazy and expensive, and the world is changing. What's happening? And he wants to stay here in the United States. So thanks, all of you who bought tickets tonight. You donated directly to him. All the money went to him, and we hope that he can stay and afford his visa, because it's like 700 bucks to even apply, and that's crazy. Uh, but he's going to be calling in at 9 o'clock, so it's going to be really fun. We're going to try something new and have a remote uh, comedian call in, so it's going to be, but we're all here for him, and I'm so excited that you guys are all here at Mutiny Radio. Give it up for yourselves. Yay! Yay! Beautiful looking crowd. Y'all look like you're people that are into equality. Yes, equality now, everyone. Cool, cool. That's important. You know, feminism, equality. I say that there's one way right now that we can all make a difference and change things and make it more equal, and that's in PG-13 movies, right? Right now, if you cover up the nipple, you can see 180% side boob. I love it. You can see the butt, but no butthole. Fine. Now, what I'd like to see for equality is some side scroat, right? In PG-13 movies, because you're not seeing any genitals at all. There's no dick, there's no balls, there's just beautiful, hairy, you know, like, uh, you might not be on board with me. Let's imagine together a movie by Martin Scorsese, right? Maybe we'll call it Raging Balls. There's an infinity pool, the sun is going down. Nick Cage, obviously the feature, with his big long ball sack, he's coming out of the pool, his balls are deep in the water beneath the stairs, his dick is above the stairs, and what we get to see is this beautiful stained glass veiny side scrote for equality. We on board with equality? Yeah, yeah, quality now. You're like, oh, I don't know if I wanna see any of that. Uh, I am a feminist, I believe in equality. Knock, knock, feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. I think, I think it's the precept of feminism? I don't know. A lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. Yeah! My butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty. It's meaty back there. I'm an old, I'm an old lady. Yeah. I am a feminist, though. I don't want to call myself a feminist, but I have to, you know, because language is political. What am I going to call myself? I'm a female. I'm a woman. You know, we're all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole, and girls have a vagina. 
So I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. <laughs> can everybody spell? That's so great. Ah, I can spell. I'm a witch. I know how to read. Ah! Feminism is spelled with an I. You can check your iPhones. You know, I am a feminist. There's just there's so many words. It's all political, right? Like every month I uh, used to menstruate. Menstruate. Yeah, the one thing you can literally never do and you put your name all over it. <laughs> And you think it's gross. <laughs> Men straight. Another one, when you have sex for the first time, ladies, what do you break? You're high men. Hi, men. Hi, I can have sex with you now. Hi. Hi, men. The one I really understand is because I'm going through it right now. It's menopause. <laughs> Men are pausing on me. They're like, she is old and crusty. I don't want any of that cool language is political yeah I've been uh, I'm a I'm into equality because I'm a feminist and a lot of people say like oh we shouldn't objectify women anymore and I say no women should objectify men equally yay we can all objectify each other yay I it's it's actually impossible to catcall a man because they're all dogs you know it's like I did. I, I think I cat called uh, my mail carrier. It might have been a little bit of sexual harassment. There's a mail carrier on 20th Street. He's really good looking. He's like 26 and blonde and tall and he's got a pretty great bod. I saw him walking over here today and uh, he was wearing a, a wife beater with his shirt open. I think he was working hard and I saw a little nip, you know, and so I stopped him and I said, I hope that the Postal Service makes a calendar and they put you in it. And I winked, and he just kind of smiled and was like, Ugh. and I was like, I think I just sexually harassed my mailman. <laughs> Felt good. Felt good. Felt equal. Right? Like I, and I mean the way he was dressed, he was asking for it. But the, like, I, I, didn't, I understand cat calling now because I have a cat, and I'm constantly calling him. Come here, baby kitty, come here. Baby kitty, baby kitty doesn't listen to me, shows me his butthole. I'm like, oh, baby kitty. So I run up to him and I pick him up without consent and I flip him over and turn him into a baby and I kiss him on the mouth. <laughs> Just saying I understand cat calling. I get it, I 100% get it. Uh, it's hard to tell in the Tenderloin where I live if it's cat calling or complimenting. Very fine line. I was walking down the street and a gentleman stopped me and said, girl, You've been living a long time to look 22. That's a compliment. That's a straight up compliment. That's just like a nice thing to say to somebody. It's well formed. I appreciate it. Taking it. Uh, walking down the tenderloin, a gentleman said, Oh, girl, you got a nice fit on today. I am fit. I'm wearing an outfit. Thank you. It's like a double entendre and catcalling. I'm 100% down. Try not to wear skirts, though, because a guy stopped me and said, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Ah! Ah, it's cat calling. Also, that's kind of gross. Like, why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? That's, that's weird, dude. That's, that's on you, bro. Actually, it's on me. It's all over me. I'm a dirty, sticky cum dumpster. It's gross. Ah, why do you want to smell that? Men, great stuff. Uh, anybody else love cats? Cat people, none of you, none of you are cat people. I am a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat 
and I want to shave him, and I want to knit a sweater out of his fur, and I want to make him wear it. Because <laughs> I'm crazy! <laughs> I'm also like absolutely 100% in love with my cat, and I know that he loves me because my boyfriend was finger banging me the other day. My cat didn't just sniff his fingers, he licked them. <laughs> my cat loves me. Or women really do taste like tuna. <laughs> I know either way these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. Yeah. That's ahi. That's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It is dark and purpled with age. Oh my. It's, my, my vagina actually, I'm kind of nervous about it. It looks weird. I have one like long fin, so it's kind of like, it looks like a, like a, a one-winged butterfly made out of thickly sliced roast beef. Uh, and I have one tiny wonky fin, kind of like Nemo. And I feel like that's where I'll get all my sexual prowess from is my tiny little wonky fin. Just keep swimming. It's good. Like, you guys, you guys all got Disney Plus? No, didn't care? Who liked Frozen 2? Anybody seen it? No, none of, you, none of you are still trapped in your 14-year-old selves? You're all adults here? That's nice, look at you. Coming out paying for comedy like adults. That's impressive. I still, if my 14-year-old self could see me now, she would like high-five me through the time and space of firmament. She'd be like, you hang out in a room with 26-year-old men all the time? What? That's so impressive. You know, I, the reason I really love soccer is that finally I get to watch hot 26-year-old men actually make their goals. <laughs> like, they're literally making goals. It's amazing. I do, I hang out with a lot of 26-year-old men here at Mutiny Radio. They call them, come and do open mics, and I love it because it's the only place where I'm, like, encouraged to stare at them for five minutes at a time. <laughs> like, it's, like, I'm supposed to stare at them. I love it! I love it! can judge them, look at them, stare at them, objectify them equally as we should. Like I said, equality now. I have a, I have a, like a little penchant, a little fantasy. I feel like we know each other a little bit. I've always wanted to be with an uncircumcised guy. Yeah? Because uh, I want to pull up his dick, and I'll pull his foreskin up over his dick, and I want to put whiskey in his foreskin. I want whiskey dick for real. You know? Finally, can I get what I want? You know, it's twofold. One, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. Wow. Two, boys are gross. You gotta clean it all that schmegma. You know what I'm saying? They are gross, dirty, dirty, dirty little boys. Yay! Well, you're all here. Uh, you can clap for me. I'm Pam Benjamin. Yay, I'm your host tonight. You have to deal with me all night. Lucky you. Woo! And again, we're all here to support my buddy, Eddie Sue. He's going to be giving a call at 9 o'clock. And uh, like I was going to do, I don't really have any immigration-like material because, uh, hey, guess what? I'm white. Woo! Yeah! Born and raised in California, never lived outside of here. The bubble is real. I'm like, it's hard for other people to live here? Really? It's expensive here? I just, it's always been like that for me. It's like, I remember when burritos cost five bucks. Does everybody remember those days in San Francisco when it was five bucks for a burrito? Now it's like eleven ninety-five, and it doesn't even come with sour cream. What's the world coming to? Give me my sour cream.
Uh, cool. I'm so excited for your lineup tonight of really, really, really great comedians. Your first comedian. Well, oh, wait, we forgot to sing the song. We sing a song. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. If you don't, you'll figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy Comedy Together we will bring our jokes up high High, high, high (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Gotta get a vaporizer M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse You wanna come inside my clubhouse? Yay, you're here, you're here I'm so excited, there's an audience, you're here Yay! Uh, I am really excited for your first comedian, and you should start that clapping wildly right now because he is a wild, beautiful, wonderful man. Put your hands together right now. For Jesus, you better work! Thank you so much for your fabulous host, Pam Benjamin. So conservative, that one. (laughs) White people having no immigration jokes? What about Thanksgiving? What about Cinco de Mayo? (laughs) There's plenty of material there. But thank you all so, so much for being here physically present for Let Eddie Stay Showcase Fundraiser. I've never met Eddie before, but um, I do have four of his children. (laughs) Six different fathers. Hey, welcome to San Francisco. I'm actually straight. (laughs) The power of it all. Hope you all like, I know, um, uh, not just thank you to all of you here in the Mutiny Radio studio, but also our mutinyradio.fm listeners, of course, of Coitus. Uh, I know they are not able to see as you all are, but I have this little nice sparkly silver sequin top here. I hope you all like it. You know, my little sequin sparkly top. I call it my gay baked potato realness look. It's uh, not my only sparkly top. The other one is named Carlos, and he's waiting for me at home after the show, so I'm really looking forward to that, yes. Thank you so much. I'm going to make it clap a little bit later myself. Have to save it all. You know, in case we do not know, of course, you know, in the, um, when it's two males getting it on, typically there's a top and there's a bottom. The top being the giver and the bottom being the receiver. And the top being the giver, as we also like to refer to them, the interior decorator. That's right. You better paint those walls. Mi casa su casa. <laughs> Get your minds out of the gutter. This, that is a fashion joke. Come on in. We have a back, uh, a back door open policy. <laughs> Someone just entered. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, where'd I even go from here? How are you all doing, young lady? You have your two uh, handsome companions on either side of you. uh, Which one's the lucky one? Oh, the one that's not laughing. (laughs) You need a side ponytail like her, okay? Well, you know, if I were in your position, young lady, and sitting in between these two fabulous gentlemen, I would be so tempted to showcase one of my other talents, being ambidextrous. (laughs) Just kidding, that's a joke. I don't use hands. This is the Bay Area. Come on. <laughs> well, I don't even know if it's uh, needed to say at this point, but I am a proud member of the one and only LGBTQIA element of PQRSTUV community. <laughs> Pick a letter and take a seat. We'll be with you shortly, as I always like to point out at the uh, you know straight bars, where sports bars, where occasionally I'll get a comedy set and perform for a predominantly you know cis male gender heterosexual identified crowd. And of course, they totally get me. <laughs> And um, after those straight guys have had enough drinks, I totally get them, straight up and on the rocks. (laughs) And you know, someone like myself here, anyone in the LGBTQ plus community, uh, here in the Bay Area specifically, we have no choice but to come out of the closet because uh, there's been a rent increase and that closet needs to get converted into a living studio, ASA Pronto. $4,000 for 40 square feet and there's a wait list. (laughs) 
But, you know, I was actually doing a, a showcase not too long ago at a sports bar precisely. And, of course, front row are, like, this one really bro-ish guy. And, of course, you know, I totally couldn't wait to get on the microphone and connect with him through my very relatable material. Uh, you know, and he wasn't mean or anything, but once I got on the mic, he was just so uncomfortable with just my presence and, you know, my masculinity alone uh, that he could not even make eye contact with me. You know, I would try to look at him, and his eyes would look away so fast that smoke came out of them. So, of course, you know, he's sitting right in front of me, so this is making me a little nervous. So about the third time he looks away, I'm like, you know, sir, I'm trying to make eye contact with you. Is everything okay? He was like, oh, no, no, man, everything's cool, man, everything's cool. That's my straight voice, by the way. I have to specify sometimes. Uh, and I continue, I'm like, do you think if you make direct eye contact with me that you're going to turn gay or something? And I kind of relaxed him, you know, got a giggle. He was like, oh, no, no, man, I don't think that. I'm like, well, you're wrong. You have now made direct eye contact with me, which means that by the end of my set, you will be a fierce power bottom. Congratulations and welcome. And that's how gay conversion works here in the Bay Area, for those of you that are visitors. Does anybody here know Eddie, by chance? Or anybody know? Is it just you? Oh, Eddie, where are you? I want him to call. I mean, God, I've been waiting for him all my life. <laughs> And, um, you know, for, let's see, where do I go from here? <laughs> um, well, you know, in the community, in kind of more relatively recent times, at least in, in my experience being a part of the rainbow community, there's been a big emphasis on terminology with the purpose of referring to another person of the community as I would like to be referred to as. So preferred pronouns, perfect example. I remember the first time somebody asked me, uh, you know, hey, what are your preferred pronouns, Jesus? I was like... Let me just find out what pronouns are again, and I'll get back to you. <laughs> of course, now that I know, of course, preferred pronouns, you know, do you go by he, do you go by she, do you go by they, or do you go by my preferred pronoun, who, what, when, where, and why, thanks to San Francisco Police Department. <laughs> Cisgender is kind of also a relatively newer term for me. Uh, in case we do not know, cisgender is someone that identifies with the gender that was assigned to them at birth. So, uh, for, for instance, I'm a cisgender male because male is a gender assigned to me when I was born. And uh, there have been many males assigned to me since then, but we'll save that for, for when Eddie stays here in the United States. Uh, but, you know, I first heard the term cisgender. I first heard the term cisgender when I was at another, uh, when an LGBTQ plus event. And one of the participants came up to me and was like, cis, right? And I was like, um, excuse me, but I got that surgically removed like three months ago. Who told you? This is really embarrassing. <laughs> My God, I thought this was supposed to be a safe space. I am marching over to San Francisco General Hospital right now and demanding to speak with Nurse Hipa. In addition to being a proud member of the Rainbow community, I'm an equally proud member of the Latinx community. La comunidad Latinx is aquí mismo en el vecindario de la misión. Se habla español, se vende oro. And you know, Latinx, that's kind of a, also a newer term for those in the Latin community that don't identify with a gender or non-binary, in other words. So Latinx, you need to be more inclusive. Uh, I first saw the term Latinx just at random. You know, it was on, saw it popping up on social media, on flyers for shows. It was Latinx, Latinx. And I was like, is there some kind of fierce collaboration going on between the Latin community and adult entertainment? Latin plus X. I am all for it. I'm just genuinely curious. Um, in terms of ethnicity, I'm Mexican, and one of my favorite Mexican holidays is uh, one that passed not too long ago, Dia de los Muertos, or, or as we know it in English, Dia de los Muertos, <laughs> where we, of course, honor and celebrate our loved ones that have, you know, moved on to the next life. And uh, during Dia de los Muertos, it's very common to see uh, images, illustrations of skeletal figures representative of those that have passed on, being in a community like right here at Mutiny Radio on a Friday night, eating, drinking, dancing, just having a wonderful time. And I don't think I've witnessed that many images of skeletal figures just having a fiesta delicious great time, uh, with the exception of going to the gay club on Twink Night. I think that's the only time I've seen that many skeletal figures really getting down with it. Uh, let me just check my time, it's all in cumin. Oh, it's so heavy and thick. 
the microphone. Oh, dear. Mmm. Mmm. Fresh squeezed. Well, let's see here. Well, as a, I'll, I'll close with this. When as a child, I was sent to something known as uh, gay conversion therapy, and that wasn't very fun. I mean, but it was actually ended up ultimately being fun because, ironically enough, the gay conversion therapy worked. I showed up, and everyone turned gay. <laughs> what do you know? Thank you all so so much. Have a fabulous rest of the show. Thank you, Pam. Hey, keep it going for Jesus. You better work. You better work. Yeah. Awesome, fun stuff. I uh, I only have one like I was. I'm definitely a cisgendered female as well. But when I was 11 years old, I had feelings. I wanted to be a boy, and I know it was my first trans moment. And it's only because I was a mediocre girl ballerina. But if I would have been a boy, I would have been a star. So I wanted to. I told the teacher, I said, please let me wear the tights and the little wife beater thing. I'll pick up the girls. And this is like in 1984. And they were like, no. It's like, but I can do double turns and the boys all have sickled feet. Please just let me be a boy. You wouldn't let me. So so I decided to stay the cisgendered female that I am. Mediocre girl ballerina. Your next comedian, I'm so excited to bring him up. Clap your hands wildly for Jordan Long. Yay! Thank you. Did you guys see the event flyer for this? Like, have you seen? Oh, okay. Yeah, the guy Eddie we're raising money for, like, I kind of look like him a little. <laughs> Like, I was looking at the photo, and I had to convince myself that wasn't me, so, um, it's okay. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I don't know, man, he's trying to stay in this country, man, this country's not that good, I don't know. <laughs> like, we're gonna start a war soon, right? Like, I'd be like, okay, well, I guess that's my sign, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, so, I was a little confused, because, like, I have a lot of Asian friends who also need, like, work visas, and, like, none of them asked me to, like, do a comedy show fundraiser for him. So I was like, I don't know what kind of work visa this is. But, uh, yeah, it turns out uh, he's trying to apply, like, his work visa as a full-time comedian. Like, that's his full-time job, you know? Yeah, that's a tough visa to get, you know? <laughs> yeah, but hopefully... Uh, Hopefully, uh, what am I saying? Hopefully immigration is easier to convince than uh, Asian parents, so. Yeah. This Asian dude just, are you Asian, man? Yeah, you haven't laughed like the whole night, man. It's okay. That was me like before I started comedy. And then now I have to like fake laugh to like be nice, <laughs> be nice to other comedians and uh, keep the show going. Yeah, you're just smiling, dude. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm uh, I'm six feet tall, and uh, like most guys who say they're six feet tall, I'm five eleven. <laughs> I saw I saw your teeth, dude. I was looking in the corner of my eye. I got you. All right. All right. I'm just gonna right here. All right. Um. Yeah, uh, I got out of a relationship, uh, so I've been working on my revenge bud. This is my uh, revenge bud. Uh, as you can see, I'm a very non-confrontational person. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> all right. Maybe I look better than I think. All right, thank you. 
Um, I learned this uh, exercise at the gym called a band pull apart. It's when you take a band and pull it apart. Uh, I call them Yoko Ono's. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Yoko Ono's getting kind of old now, so I don't know how much longer I can say that joke. Uh, she turns like 87 this year, and uh, she's a Japanese woman, so I probably have like 80 more years. <laughs> yeah. She had to look at your girl and be like, mm, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, like, my last girlfriend. I hope this makes you laugh. All right. <laughs> My last girlfriend, like, when we broke up, oh, so when I moved in with her, she didn't have a rice cooker, but I did. So, like, we moved in, and my rice cooker, you know, we shared it, and then when we broke up, I didn't take my rice cooker with me. And now she has a new boyfriend, and, like, <laughs> he's eating rice out of my rice cooker. Yeah, and he's never gonna know, man. He's never gonna know, you know? That's why now, whenever I go to a girl's place, I always ask, like, where'd you get that rice cooker? Because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to eat out another guy's rice cooker, man. Yeah, it's like, I think just for Asians, like, the rice cooker is like a different thing, you know? Like, I got, like, other appliances with her, you know? But I don't give a shit about that, you know? Maybe like if I was white and we had like a KitchenAid stand mixer, you know, I'd be like thinking about that, but yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's see what jokes I had prepared tonight. <laughs> Go look at my notes, cause I'm studying for the GMAT. <laughs> um, I think a clitoris is like a restaurant's bathroom. Because, like, I know the general area of <laughs> where it should be, you know? But unless someone shows me where it is, uh, you shouldn't expect me to find it by myself. <laughs> yeah, you know, not all who wander are lost, so. Mm, this, dude, I like you, man. It's <laughs> because you're Asian, this sit. Because <laughs> everyone else has been laughing way more, so I should like them, but I like Asian people. Uh, what's up, man? What's up, dude? <laughs> um, yeah, I show all my uh, stand-up videos to my mom, and uh, sometimes I have to explain jokes to her, like that clitoris joke. <laughs> Uh, but I think she gets it because she told me, uh, hey, Jordan, when me and your dad used to own restaurants, uh, he could never find the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. My mom's English isn't that good. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, this is what my mom's English level is at. You know the, the TSA pre-check at the airport, you know? The TSA pre-check. She calls it the pre-SAT. <laughs> And I'm never gonna correct her. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just so funny. Like, she'll go around. Where's the pre-SAT? And like, and she's like, with her 26-year-old son. <laughs> and then people are like, you're in the wrong place. And I think he's too old <laughs> to be taking the SAT. But I just let her do it. Um, I kind of want to walk in to my parents having sex. <laughs> like, you know, it just means they're happy. You know, <laughs> like. 
yeah, I don't think it's that traumatizing. You're just selfish if you don't want your parents to have sex. <laughs> you know, like, I remember, like, the last two months, I was, like, dating my girlfriend. Like, our favorite sex position was, like, 96, you know? Like, we were not doing anything. And, yeah, if if my parents, 40 years married, they're just, like, going at it right now, that would make me so happy, you know? Yeah, who else switches their parents for fucking right now? <laughs> wow, you guys are selfish. You guys are selfish. You guys are not, perver I'm not perverted. I want my parents to be happy. Um, one of my New Year's resolutions is to be nicer to white people. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like white people had a bad couple of years, you know? Like, I don't trust white people as much as I did before. Anyone else feel that? <laughs> yeah, like, when the Me Too thing happened, I stopped trusting all white men, you know? And when I found out some of the allegations were false, I stopped trusting all white women as well. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to be nicer to white people this year. Um, yeah, all right. White people 2020. Thank you. My name's Jordan Lyon. going for Jordan. Yay! Being nice to white people. I'm a selfish child. I'll just say it 100%. I don't ever want to think about my parents having sex. They're in their 70s and that someone could break a hip. Thanks so much, Jesus. You better work. Yay! I don't I don't want to think about that kind of Great. Now, but now I can't stop thinking about it. So thank you so much, Jordan. That's really going to be sticking with me for the rest of the night. Cool. Uh, does any you also mentioned New Year's resolutions? Does anyone have any good New Year's resolutions out there? Nope, you're all so fulfilled and or, or completely sad like me. It's like nothing will ever change. It's fine. It's going to be, I'm not going to. There was one time I actually did complete my New Year's resolutions. In 2017, I read every single book Stephen King's ever written. It was a, yeah, it was good. It was a lot of fun. I, yeah, I was, a, I'm a very boring person. <laughs> but that was, that's the only time I've ever actually completed a New Year's resolution. No one has anything. You're not going to try to be nicer to your mom or call your brother nobody nobody cares get a get a haircut get your nails done wax the box i should actually do that for my boyfriend i have so much pubic hair it's like i'm wearing a hair skirt it's like you can't see anything i'm not embarrassed of being naked because can't see anything anyway it's exciting stuff uh, i'm excited for your next comedian put your hands together everybody for lissa davenport yay What's up, everybody? <laughs> hey, man. So, I didn't pull out my phone to time this, and I'm really bad at the, can, can you just, yeah, because I suck at the whole time thing, man. Apparently, I do. Um, anyway, so, you know, I was thinking about something that was really interesting, you know? I mean, have you guys ever gone to, you know, a dinner party or, like, you know, like, gone over to your parents' house and... You know, you didn't really want to be there, and the rest of your family is there, you know? And you're just, you know, like, and you're eating at the table, and everyone's just so annoying. I'm talking about, like, a football game and fucking the news, you know? I mean, the news, like... And, you know, for me, I'm a really kind of, like, spacecraft kind of, like, person. Like, totally out there, man. I'm not from here at all. 
So, you know, I was just thinking about it. You know, I was sitting there, you know, everybody's like eating mashed potatoes and freaking meatloaf. <laughs> and, and like, you know, you go off into a different place. Like, you disassociate. You're just like, as they're talking and blabbing away about football and what lawnmower that they the bought, you know, and they were so excited about. Your mind starts to go to YouTube, you know? And for me, I always end up on the dark part of YouTube, like the horrible, twisted part of YouTube. Oh, yes, I do. So, like, when you're thinking about it, you know, I actually ended up on this channel about people making love to pillows. <laughs> yes, dude, this is a real thing, man. People get down with pillows. You know, I thought about it and thought about it. You know, you're watching everybody eat the mashed potatoes and talk and laugh. You can't hear anything, you know, as they're just chomping away. All you can think about and see in your head is just this dude making love to this very giant velvet pillow. I mean, yeah, man, really. I mean, you know, there is never a time in my life where I've gone home and looked at my bed and said, yeah, tonight's the night. I'm going to F you, and it's going to be good. Gray pillow laying there. Like, <laughs> you know, think about that, you know? I mean, the humping in the pillow. Like, oh, my goodness, yes. I was lost in that thought for a long time while I was watching people eat meatloaf. Thinking about people hump pillows, man. You know, and especially with this whole sex thing and the sex part for me. You know, it also made me think about people on the toilet, you know, when you're defecating, and there's something called blumpkins. Does anybody know what a blumpkin is? Yeah. You guys know what a blumpkin is, man? There is not ever any time in my life, and if you guys don't know what a blumpkin is, okay, like I'm going to explain what a blumpkin really is. This is apparently like when you're sitting on the toilet, you know, like you're, you're a guy, you're sitting on the toilet, and your girl gives you a blowjob well, you're taking a shit, man. No, I mean it, man. Can you imagine? Especially, you know, if you ate shrimp and, like, cod that day, you know what I mean? And you're, like, doing that. I can't ever think about my boyfriend sitting on the toilet and, and hey, babe, oh, well, are you having a good shit? Let me just give you a blowjob. Like, let me just do that for you. Can you imagine the smell of that? Just that wafting smell, dude. Well, you're just going at it, man. Just like, does it feel good, honey? Oh, it feels good in all the right and wrong ways, you know? God, man. No, it gets weird. Oh, God. No, I mean, I've been thinking about a lot of weird things. Thank you, YouTube, for doing that for me, you know? I mean, I end up on the weird part of YouTube. And then also I end up on the part where, you know, the occasional animal planet part, you know, where the male lion, like, you know, courts the female, you know, lion. And the why is it always sex <laughs> that happens to me on YouTube with weird things? I don't know. But anyway, in getting away from that weird sex part, because I can't stop thinking about the dude humping the velvet pillow and like literally drooling all over that thing. And I have no idea why that's on YouTube. That really is on YouTube. I hope it's gone. But, um, so I've had an overbearing mother in my life. I love her, but she's overbearing, right? 
has your mother ever had you do anything insane for her? Like, you know, while you're about to, you know, smoke a blunt, if you smoke cannabis, like, or if you're about to do something really cool, and then your mom calls, and she's like, hi, honey, can you do this and this and this for me? Well, this and this and this was a honey bun, right? Like, my, my for like 10 years of my life, it was ruled by a honey bun. You know, I could be... Before, you know, I lived in San Francisco, I could be down here in San Francisco, and she's all the way in Orangevale, right? You know how far Orangevale is, like, basically going to Tahoe, almost. Like, not really, like, Folsom. So, anyway, like, not really, like, Folsom, dude. Like, anyway, the honey bun, man. She would have me drive from San Francisco all the way to Orangevale, like, literally almost dying in traffic. You know, saying, fuck you, beep, 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 get the hell out of the way, you know, kind of thing, over a hostess honey bun. Dude, I love her. But man, dude, that honey bun was like her heroin or something, man. I'm serious. That honey bun, dude, ruled her life. Sweating and freaking out, like, you know, like, I've lost friendships over a honey bun, man. Like, dude, F you, man. You have no idea what the hell's about to happen. I gotta go. My mom just called me. I gotta go get a honey bun. What? You could just say it if you don't want to hang out. No, dude, really, the honey bun. Like, no, so, yeah. No, I used to drive like a hundred miles, almost a hundred miles, just to give that woman a honey bun. It's just like you know, you're in. You're like it's like Jesus, will you let me into heaven? Here's the honey bun. Like no, I'm just but no. I had I had a really weird time with my mom. But anyway, and saying all of that, you know, I absolutely do love YouTube and my mom, and I love sexual weird interactions. But one thing I want to leave you guys with that's really really funny. Have you ever been fisted when you thought that you were going to go and get a tattoo? Yeah, that happened to me. <laughs> yeah, I got fisted by like a train of chicks by just being pulled into a bathroom with a fifth of Jack Daniels in my hand, dude. That's how crazy fucking parties get when you go to a party when everybody's drunk and like there's loud Pantera playing and like yeah dude I had a really funny weird little life man anyway I hope you guys have a great 2020 think about that weirdness and don't have sex with pillows man <laughs> yeah Lisa Davenport finding the strangest things on YouTube does anyone have a favorite YouTube thing that they watch all the time? Does anyone have a favorite one from from the Times? 90 which which fiance? Ninety day fiance. I haven't I haven't seen that one. Is that what what happens? Everyone else knows it's like two girl one cup. I've never seen that one either. I never that one. So I'm like I hear about it, but I haven't seen it. My favorite one's actually that one about the crazy cat lady, and she's like, I love cats. I love all the cats. I just want to hug them all, but I can't hug every cat. Nope. Everybody remember that one? Can't hug every cat. And I cry and laugh so hard because I love cats too, and I want to just hug every single cat forever. Yay! That's, that's my YouTube hole. Is It's all cats all the time. Just, puss, just drowning in pussy. Yay. It's my dream. It's my dream. I can dream too. Uh, yay. Um, thank you guys for being here. We have more comedians. Put your hands together right now for St Stella Bellinwoo. Yay. Oof. 
Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, 2020 has been really good to me. You know, this morning I was I went to shower because um, I'm black. Um, and as I was showering, I was trying to dry off. I put my leg out. I was like, okay, wow. And I heard like my ass cheeks clap. That's the first time that's ever happened to me. I was like, wow, I'm I'm getting there. You know, people have been making fun of me. Now I'm I'm fully black. Um, <laughs> I can now understand what those rappers say in those rap songs. I'm kind of jealous of rappers, you know. Um, they, they get to have all these cool names, and they're like, call me little baby, you know. Call me, I don't know, Jesus or something. Um, but there's this guy named Charlemagne the God that I'm just like, that is such a cool name. I know, I wish I could just be like, from now on, I shall be called Charlemagne the God. And I realized, you know, like, his name could be like Trevor Wilson or something, but his name is like Leonard Larry McKelvey. So I'm like, he couldn't just go with that name. He wouldn't get enough rep for it. <laughs> Um, but my name is Stella, because uh, colonization. My last name is Balanwu, because I'm Nigerian. I actually grew up there. A lot of you don't hear the accent. Yeah, I grew up there, and I moved to the States when I was 13, moved to Georgia. And I like to think it was a really easy transition for me. You see, moving from um, Nigeria to Georgia. See, in America, you guys have something called rednecks. In Nigeria, we have Boko Haram. You see... I think rednecks and Boko Haram have a lot in common. You know, they like to kill black people. And they like their women dumb, you know, bring back our, our girls. Uh, so growing up and moving here, I had a lot of questions and assumptions from people. In college, I had this girl ask me if I was adopted, you know. But she did it this way. She was like, Stella, like, who is that girl in your photo? Is that your sister? And I'm like, the, the white girl? She's like, yeah, you know, I just thought that's like how you got here and, you know, to college and stuff. I'm like, you know what? If that was really how I got here, like, first of all, I respect that, you know, I have not heard that white savior line before, I respect it. Um, but if I really was raised and adopted by a white family, my hair would not look this good. <laughs> and let me tell you how I actually got here, okay? I had 29 seconds of fame. You know, I had a fly on my lip for 29 seconds because I was in this UNICEF ad and I was like, give us any money you have. You know, I was like, donate to us. And I raised a lot of money for my village. I built fucking roads. So... Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal, you know, I was kind of like the Greta Thunberg of my generation, and that's how I got here. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, I also grew up really, well, let me, let me say this one first. The thing about growing up in Nigeria was that when, once I moved here, I also lived with immigrants. So I, like most immigrants, miss a lot of references, like don't start quoting like Seinfeld to me, I will not get what you're trying to say. And also like watching television in Nigeria, um, we didn't have constant electricity, so a lot of times I'm watching TV, it's shorting out, I'm seeing little snippets of everything, and in a way, it's how I mastered the art of edging. <laughs> and some of you are quiet, uh, you're gonna Google it later, just make sure it's uh, incognito. Um, goes the same for um, cream pies, if you're trying to Google that. Uh, I grew up really religious, as you can tell. Uh, my mom is super religious. She's the religious where she doesn't wear trousers because they're like a man's apparel. That's, that's how serious it gets. Uh, for the sex talk, my mom did something a little different from most parents. It goes something like this. Children, got her around. Let's pray. In Jesus' name, if any man tries to defile my children, kill him. And... <laughs> scene um, and, and this was just like normal occurrence you know spoken tongues and I'm like okay she's encrypted that prayer it's gonna happen um, so I'm just really living that true ghosting tale I've killed a lot of people so far um, <laughs> puts a good ring to body count you know 
but now I'm a grown adult, so I got the IUD. It's a, it's a nice T-shaped device. You know, I like to think of it as, you know, the crucifix. It's Jesus is still in me. <laughs> yeah. So my mom, her raising me has really kept me very grounded. You know, she likes to roast me so I can be really humble. I hadn't seen her in over a year because she still lives back there in Nigeria. And she saw my septum nose ring and she said, uh-uh, I did not realize I raised a cow. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm your daughter. I'm doing good things, you know, curing cancer. No, not really. Um, but she also extends this to my friends. She's like, what is that? Your, what's your friend's name? The ugly one with the fine husband? I'm like, yo, mom, be nice. Um, it's, yeah, it keeps me grounded. It, it makes me think about how I want to surround pe people around me. You know, I need people to be doing some shady shit. I'm just like, okay, I respect that. You know, we can hang. You, you do. That's, that's funny. Uh, so it's like I want to have very seasoned people around me because if you go from spicy to like bland That's not gonna work like look at what's happened. You know, we went from Bama to this and now we're trying to like start World War three Yeah, good things don't happen uh, I am now in grad school because I have a kink for abuse um, You know very jaded by design and the thing about grad school uh, my research right now is Alzheimer's disease it's a cool, cool disease. A lot of people are going to get it because we're aging as a population. It's really sad. But I'm really determined to like actually um, find a cure for this thing. You know, it just happens so that most of the population of the data sets I'm working on are mostly Caucasians. And so I'm not going to let that stop me, OK? I am starting, <laughs> I'm starting a new initiative. Um, so once I find a good medication for it, I'm going to make sure that these you know, grandmas remember what they did to black people back in the day. You know, you put your wet umbrella in that school seat and Jackie cannot sit next to you, you know? Okay, I'm gonna make these grandmas really woke and they're gonna go to their next Thanksgiving and be like, children, I did something bad. You should be nice to black people. You know, and that's how I cured racism. So that's, that's my plan to end racism. Um, speaking of racism, I've never gone camping. And I'm really, I really, I want to know what's, what it's about. You know, you see all these people going on camping and hiking trips and ski trips, and I, I have a theory. I think that, like, white people go on these trips so they can talk about us as color, as people of color. <laughs> um, they just go there, they're like, guys, is the coast clear? <laughs> they just say it, they're like, okay, we said it. Like, we can, we can get it out of our system. They're like, okay, let's do some icebreakers. <laughs> Um, if you touched a black person's hair, step forward. <laughs> Share the story later. <laughs> I mean, that's that's. A, I mean, I really want to know. You guys can check it for me later. Um, dating is hard, you know. I think the the, pr the problem is that we have too many options. You know, we have Tinder, we have Hulu. You know, I think they're like kind of like streaming services, these dating apps. And so we have so many options. You start watching a TV show. You binge watch it, you're going steady. You get bored of the TV show. You're like, oh my God, this is way too expensive. Or this needs more character development. Or wow, I you know, I just can't afford this. And then you go on a date and you start talking to all these different people. First of all, you're on the apps and you're just talking. I'm like, let's meet, you know, I don't really want to have pen pals right now. Like if I really wanted to get a pen pal, I would go to jail and, you know, find me a nice Rodney. <laughs> You know, he has a lot of uh, really good potential. He, he's an athlete. He's always on the court. You know, he he's, has leadership qualities. He's leading, you know, cell block C and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's like I want to know what you want to do. You know? So I want to know, like, this is not Google Maps because, like, should I bring some baggage along? Like, should I reassess my mileage? I just want to know. 
Uh, dating white people is tricky, you know? I feel like if I was gonna date white people, they have to be like 10 years younger than me so that we can age at the same rate. <laughs> it's kind of hard though, because right now they're like on TikTok and listening to Lil Xan, so <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna wait like another 10 years so I don't go to jail. Uh, dating black people is also tricky, you see. Uh, I did this thing called 23andMe, and so now I'm paranoid that black people around are like my third cousin, and I don't wanna, you know, it's like really messing with my head right now. <laughs> so, yeah, what else can I tell you guys? Okay, I'll leave you with this one. So I think you know, life coaches, I've been hearing about people having life coaches. They're just therapists with opinions, you know? <laughs> I have a therapist, um, obviously. Um, and my therapist is actually leaving me because she got a job at Facebook. And she's like, I'm going to get paid double. And I'm like, you know what? I respect your hustle. You know, I might be dead next year, but go get your, <laughs> go get your money, sis. Like, I'm proud of you. Go do it for, do it for us. All right, guys, I've been Stella Balan Wu. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs>
but I've been fucking just chugging milk and eating Oreos all day, and it's fucking killing me. I actually thought my kidneys were going out for a while because I was drinking so much milk uh, that I started like getting these sulfur burps. And I was like, I think my organs are failing. You know, I just uh, lacked it. How much milk can you drink in a day? Over a gallon, I guarantee it. <laughs> Man. So do you guys think that Jared Fogle was actually a pedophile or do you think that he just got hooked on getting into smaller and smaller pants? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's always so much weight you can lose. And he got pretty skinny. I'm just saying, you know, it's a theory. Uh, too hard, too fast. I do it every time. I can't help myself. So I'm a piece of shit. I don't know if you can tell by the the ill-fitting Christmas sweater. I'm kind of a piece of garbage. Like I smoke, I smoke cigarette butts I find on the ground. I haven't bought a pack of cigarettes in fucking years. I just keep smoking the cigarette butts I find on the ground. And I don't give a fuck. You know, I'll walk right up to a nice cigarette butt, pick it up right in front of you, and go, hey, how are you, how you doing? <laughs> and people will be like, that's disgusting, Zach. You know, there's probably like human urine on that cigarette. And I'll be like, I'll go like, you, my poison is dirty. Ugh, the fuck's wrong with you? Is there fucking toxic chemicals? I'm just lighting it on fire and inhaling. You think I give a fuck about germs, stupid? That'd be like if I was going to shoot myself and then I drop my shotgun in the mud and I'm like, I'm not putting that in my mouth. No siree. I'm going to live another day. That's disgusting. Reprehensible. Yeah, pretty beefy shit. I don't care. I really don't care. You voted for Donald Trump? No, I didn't. I can't vote. <laughs> I just go with the piece of shit thing. Oh, that's funny. I like this whole, uh, Donald Trump is literally Hitler, because uh, I misunderstood it at first. I thought they were saying Donald Trump is illiterate Hitler, and I was like, yeah, that's accurate. Seems, seems about right. <laughs> Donald Trump, illiterate Hitler. <laughs> I think it's funny. Oh, man. So how are you guys going to kill yourselves? <laughs> Nothing? Well, are you going to live your whole lives like fucking cowards just every goddamn second? Up until the end? Oh, I'm not going to... Fuck you. Well, I think a great way to kill yourself uh, would be to hang yourself underwater. You know? Because at least one of those things is unnecessary. You know, if you're tying rocks to your ankles, throw a noose on the pier as well. Just confuse the shit out of them. <laughs> Fucking solve that one, monk. I think another great way to kill yourself would be to uh, cut your wrists on a roller coaster. You know? Nice and deep. Down the street, not across the road. A real fucking sprayer. Uh... Just for that picture at the end, you know, <laughs> 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 fucking making memories that day. Happy 15th, Tommy. <laughs> Look, we can't afford to get you a car next year, but it'll be a better birthday. I can assure you of that right now. I think another great way to kill yourself. I don't think about this ever. I think another great way to kill yourself uh, would be to jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> Everybody jumps off, neglecting that from peak to roadway, ample distance to kill yourself. You know? And you're not going to, like, live through that on accident, you know? Because that sounds horrible. So, guys, I would never kill myself, right? I'm definitely going to kill myself. But for this next joke, I <laughs> would never kill myself. But what I will do is I'll keep writing the suicide notes and then just carry them around with me. You know, that way if I die in some fantastical manner, it'll just, like, blow people's minds. <laughs> right? Like, if I got hit by a meteorite 
and they found a suicide note. Be like, Jesus, look at this mess. Obviously, this wasn't a cry for help gone awry. He was in control of the cosmos. <laughs> that man had a plan. Oh, man. You know, uh, people give me, like, advice for comedy. Uh, it's usually people that don't do comedy, which is, I find very funny. But people uh, give me a nice advice, and they'll be like, uh, you know, uh, you should never punch down in comedy. You should always punch up. You never. And I don't even know if I fully understand that. Right, but I want to be a comedian, so like I'm trying it out. Right, like the other day I was walking uh, down the road and I started punching this really tall faggot, like right in his head. Like I was like on my tippy toes, just like swinging. This is like the tallest faggot I ever saw. And then this drunk lady's like, "That's offensive," and I was like, "What kind of fucking jokes do you want?" And that's kind of a meta joke about how my sets go, you know? <laughs> oh man, too offensive. I know. I know. Another thing people say about comedy, they'll be like, uh, you know, the formula for comedy is the tragedy plus time. That equals comedy. And I don't know if that's true, uh, but I do think it'd be a cool thing to say to a group of kids before you shot yourself in front of them, you know what I mean? <laughs> You'll get it someday. <laughs> Maybe that's what your grandma's trying to tell you on her deathbed. She's like, close, or I just got this joke. Come here. <laughs> oh, man. People say a lot of dumb shit. Uh, they say a lot of dumb shit about suicide. They'd be like, uh, suicide, you know, that's a temporary solution or a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And uh, if you take like that out of context, like the suicide connotations off that, that's how I want to solve all my fucking problems. Every goddamn problem, permanently, forever. <laughs> Fuck these band-aids, you know, give me the surgery. It'd be like if your roof was leaking. Some guy's like, oh, I see your, your roof's leaking. Uh, what if I told you I could make that never happen forever and infinity? You're like, absolutely. The fucking contractor was off me a 40-year warranty. Give me that fucking Buzz Lightyear plan. Infinity and beyond, please. No dumb thing. They'll say, they'll be like, oh, you're you feeling depressed? You know, you just got to fake it till you make it, man. You just got to fake it till you make it. And when they say that, they're implying that at some point you will make it, which is not necessarily true. You know, like nobody tells you if you attempt to fake it till you make it, you might just live your whole life a fucking liar. Just every day. How you doing, Tom? Oh, great. Uh, I'm glad that storm passed. The kids are off at college. Oh, fuck every piece of that, you know? Fuck fake it till you make it. Be honest until you shoot yourself like a goddamn American. <laughs> you know? One time someone was like, oh, you depressed, Zach? You should join a gym. And I was like, uh, Ashton, I owe you $30. How am I going to fucking join this gym? Now let's say I could let's say I could afford a gym membership. Is there like an amount I can bench press to make people not garbage? You know what I mean? They're fucking oh god, this world's such shit. So how are you guys gonna kill yourself, Steve? <laughs> oh man. Another thing people uh, try to push on me, there's a bunch of ancient alien people. They'd be like, oh, the pyramids, they're like a wonder of the world. The pyramids are fucking... Blah, 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 blah. Fuck, the pyramids are a pile of rocks. It's like the easiest way to pile rocks is a pyramid. You can give kids rocks and they can make you a pyramid. You've seen the buildings we have now? They're perpendicular to the earth. Like 80 stories straight up in the fucking air. You go to the base of a pyramid, the top's like fucking over there somewhere. That's ridiculous. 
Did you know if you jump off a pyramid, you can't even kill yourself? That's goddamn ridiculous. You just topple down the side like a meat slinky. That does not impress me. I am not impressed with non-lethal buildings, you know? Give me a factory with nets around it, you know? Give me something. Yeah, Zach, but the pyramids are like, they're like 20,000 years old. Yeah, they're made out of fucking rocks. That's like all rocks do is like last forever. I don't even think they make rocks. Has anybody in here ever seen a new rock? <laughs> Didn't think so. And frankly, I'm not impressed by anything the Jews have done. Not 9-11, not the pyramids. <laughs> uh, people be like, yeah, Zach, there's evidence there's a strong Egyptian working class that built the pyramids, and that's fucking bullshit. I know the Jews built the pyramids, and this is how I know. If you look at the structure of a pyramid, the physical structure of a pyramid is the same structure employed in a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yay, Zach's back. Yay, Zach Wiseman. Yay. He's a controversial man. Uh, <laughs> My favorite, one of my favorite jokes of his is actually a school shooting joke that he that he didn't do. But he's he's a, he's he's an edgy fellow, our Zach Wiseman, and he's back! Yay, Zach! Yay! We should be having our phone call from Eddie super soon. Has the it hasn't done flashy, 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 flash? When it does, we'll get him on and let him listen, and we'll uh, then we'll have our next comedian. What what happened? Yeah, you just press the little white button and the little red light comes on and then you bring up the fader and then we can all hear him. Yay, the person that we all gave money to. Yay, you guys are so generous with here, with your time and with your money and with your jokes. That's super awesome. You guys are going to love your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Gene Yee. Hey, I just walked in the door. <laughs> so I am so happy to be Chinese. Thank you, white man. Oh no, other <laughs> Oh, that was awesome. The Asian man spoke up and I immediately attributed it to the white guy behind him. <laughs> because society, am I right? <laughs> also Asian, you need to be louder. <laughs> so it's awesome to be Chinese because it means I play an instrument. I practiced for hours on the gong. <laughs> I do play an instrument, and I know what half of you are thinking. You're thinking, it must be the violin. Racist. <laughs> the other half of you are like, oh, it's the piano. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and racist. <laughs> Someone guessed that I play the mandolin. And I was like, no, that's my language. <laughs> now, I also play another instrument. Oh, no, I play something else. Mahjong. <laughs> that disappointed someone in the back there. <laughs> it was a very audible, oh. <laughs> so when I'm not making racist jokes, uh, or when I am making racist jokes, I'm a high school English teacher. Hashtag failed Asian. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Asians, make some noise. 
<laughs> That's good. You guys are not bad for Asians. <laughs> I'm distracted by your shirt, sir. What is that? Oh, it's obviously so Asian. <laughs> All right. I like to get laid, too. Ah, oh, so hacky. Um, so <laughs> I am a teacher, and it's hard to be a teacher because fuck those motherfuckers. Um, but also, also um, there you have to watch your language, right? There's a number that you can never say in the classroom. Some of you are thinking of it. <laughs> it's 69. <laughs> I can never say it. Sometimes I'm like, class, turn to page. Um, Ah, shit. 70. Oh, got it wrong. Turn back a page. <laughs> They're too scared to call me out on that. But they shouldn't be scared. I'm the nice teacher. I will smile at you all year and then flunk your ass. <laughs> and if you really piss me off, parent-teacher conferences, I flirt with your dad. <laughs> so I have a secret to share with you guys here on at Mutiny Radio with probably 10,000 downloads in this. Um, I was not valedictorian of my high school class. I know, it's so sad. Um, valedictorian of my class got a hundred bucks scholarship. Wow, what is that? Two cucumbers at Whole Foods? <laughs> I missed valedictorian by one class. One class. I uh, told this joke in Fresno yesterday. Don't recommend Fresno. <laughs> one star city, five star meth heads. And <laughs> told this joke in Fresno. Um, and someone was like, you missed it. You missed valedictorian by math class. I was like, that's racist. And he was like, sorry, was it driver's ed? <laughs> Just found the line with this crowd. <laughs> All right. Now, I missed valedictorian by P.E. I know. So sad. Like, I can run when I'm chased. <laughs> But if I knew I was going to get a hundred bucks, I would have run the mile so much faster. Bust right through that 30-minute ceiling. <laughs> My parents would have run next to me. <laughs> Move your short legs faster. We didn't come to America for you to be loser. <laughs> No, it wasn't valedictorian. It was hard in my house. I had a lot of pressure. Like, I would bring home a 98 on a test. A 98. My parents would be like, where are the other four points? If I wait a little longer, I get awkward laughter. Good. No, it was hard. And it wasn't like good for my self-esteem either. I don't think I'm the cutest girl in the world. I think I'm like a four, 4.26 if you count my honors classes. <laughs> and uh, everyone has something they want to change about themselves. Everyone wants to change one body part, right? Uh, in Fresno, they guessed uh, my fingers. And I was like, what's wrong with my fingers? <laughs> They feel great inside of me. 
And it's not my boobs. I don't want to change my boobs. My parents are very proud of these because they're A pluses. <laughs> now, I would change my chin if I could. Uh, you guys have the best view of my chin right here. You can see it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I look in the mirror and I see this. But makeup is amazing, right, ladies? <laughs> like, you can wake up like Khloe Kardashian and turn right into Kim. <laughs> now, I, uh, I find that if I put two pounds of bronzer right here, bam, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Good times. Oh, holidays are over. I hate my family. <laughs> no. Like, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your passive-aggressive aunt. <laughs> it's like, you are so beautiful. My aunt is like, you're so beautiful. Don't gain any weight. <laughs> and she's like 200 pounds and like making out with a brownie. <laughs> I make out with brownies too, though. Usually named Chicho. New joke, didn't work, good. So, <laughs> no, but like, the, the one nice thing about family dinners is my mom makes her special dish. Chop suey! Yeah, you know that's an American invention? Yeah, it was made, yeah, it's like made by the Americans to feed the Chinese railroad workers. This took a really, did you see how I almost didn't say railroad? <laughs> my accent got in the way. Um, no, but like chop suey, it means my mom's assimilated, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my aunt, my favorite aunt, took some chop suey the other day at family dinner. And she was like, this needs a lot of soy sauce. And I was like, maybe you wouldn't be such a bitch if you had something dark and moist in your life. <laughs> oh, you guys like my aunt more than me. Okay, I get it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I didn't manage to say that to my aunt. I didn't manage to say the dark and moist thing because it was like, oh, someone's on the phone. Uh, because, <laughs> is he here? Is he here? Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Um, let's do something fun. Oh, so I went clubbing the other day. Yay, everyone picture your high school English teacher doing this. Yeah. I ended up dancing with an Italian uh, short, so not an Italian stallion. More like a My Little Pony <laughs> or a little Sebastian. But uh, he, in the middle of the dance floor, he shows me a dick pic without the pic. Oh. This is, yeah, he whips it out in the middle of the dance floor, and he's like, you want to some of this? Uh. <laughs> and I'm like, no, grazie. <laughs> And then I ran away, but it was so crowded, I was like a salmon swimming upstream. <laughs> like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, ah, bear. <sighs> it was a gay club. <laughs> That's good enough for me. All right, I'm Jeannie, bye. <laughs> Jeannie, everyone, yay! She's Chinese too. Hey, Eddie Sue is on the, uh, he's on the, on the phone, he gave us a call. Hey, Eddie, how you doing? 
Hi, so everybody hear me? Hey, yes, we can hear you. Yay! Oh, oh my God, thank you guys so much for doing this. This is amazing. I can't thank you guys enough. So, um, <laughs> and you're you're Chinese too, right? Um, our last comedian, Jin Yi, she was just Chinese. Oh, I'm from Taiwan. So you're from Taiwan. I'm so. Oh, yeah. she's from Taiwan too. I didn't even know that China and Taiwan were different places. I'm a jerk. Are they different countries? I just ruined everything, didn't I? I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a dumb American from California. I'm like, Taiwan. No, no, place. no. You are kind of American. Oh, thanks, Eddie. Eddie, do you want to tell us some jokes? Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I, I cannot really hear anything. I probably can only hear myself. So I'm just going to do a set, pretend I'm in a bombing open mic, but you guys are going to enjoy it. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Oh, 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 okay. Do a couple jokes. I was waiting for like, a, like some kind of, okay. Uh, oh, some wait, kind of wait, you want me to introduce anyway. you? Hey, everybody, on the phone all the way from Portland, Oregon, you're supporting him and his joy and wonderment to stay here in the United States and get a visa. Clap your hands wildly for Eddie Sue. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much again. Thank you so, so, so much. Uh, I enjoy a lot doing stand-up comedy because it's very fulfill my comedy dream the dream of attention whore <laughs> i am attention whore that's why i move all the way from taiwan to san francisco they are realized that too many asians live there so i moved to portland which i can go to the asian grocery store here watching white people get lost you know, especially in the soy sauce section. They like to ask me questions all the time. Is this for dumpling? Is this for fire rice? I don't give a fuck. I just like the attention there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Portland is a great city. I don't know if you guys have been here. Uh, Portland is actually a very, very gentle city. Especially the drivers. You know, they here, they drive like jellyfish. You know, they usually just push and stop for no reasons. We don't need stop sign or red light. They just push and stop for no reasons. And you ever get hit by those jellyfish drivers and it stinks? Don't worry, Protein is a place that you can find somebody pee on you. You'll be fine. I guess San Francisco too, huh? Ah, uh, so, <laughs> playing, maybe you can play some water sports with homeless people. Water sports, you guys know what water sports means? Okay, so I'm just going to explain this for people who pretend that they don't know what water sports means. Water sports means that you enjoy your partner pee on you. Which I had no idea when I first moved to San Francisco. I thought water sports means having sex on water bed. You know, it's very bouncy, and you apparently take two people to, to play sports. So this guy messaged John Grinder, and like he was like, "Hey, I'm into water sports. You down?" I was like, "Sure, having sex on water bed. Why not?" So I went to his place. There's no water bed. Just this guy laying down in his bathtub nakedly and told me like, I'm all ready. And I was like, for what? He was like, you're supposed to pee on me. And I was like, then what do I get? (laughs) 
Like, why I could have done the same thing in my own bathroom with no one in there? Why am I Ubering here for this? Like, why? And I still did it. I still did it because one, it was in San Francisco. It's very expensive. The Uber was fifteen dollars. Okay, so I might well just pee on him. And two, he's a white dude. It's like once in your lifetime that you can pee on a white dude. It's very intriguing, you know. And after we are done, he、uh, make a hot tea, and then say, "Hey, what's your sex fantasy?" And I was like, "My sex fantasy is having sex with a pilot in a pilot room while we are on the flight." And then he was like, "Oh, that's classic, cause sex on the sky." And I was like, "No, I want to have sex with the pilot in the pyramid. It's because I want to risk all the passengers' life. Yes, <laughs> you know, get all the pleasure from their turbulence that caused by me and the pilot. That's just very." Enjoyable. A <laughs>、um, couple of new things about things about me.、Uh, last year, 2019, I broke up with my boyfriend. Ah, it's okay. It's a good breakup. It feels like you finally go to college. You know, you leave your parents. You still, you, st- you still love them, but you don't want to see them anymore. And then having sex with them would be gross. That's that kind of breakdown I went through. But he still told me something I don't understand. He say, "You deserve better." And then to me, that's like the laziest reason for him to not trying to be a better person, right? Think about it. If you're doing a shitty science project in the school, can you tell your teacher you deserve better, and you don't have to do shit anymore? Right, and I was crying. I was tearing down. I went to Starbucks to buy hot cocoa to calm myself down. And the barista was sexy, and he handed me over my hot cocoa. Told me everything's gonna be okay with his big blue eyes. And I was like,、mm, maybe I do deserve better. <laughs>、uh, before I met my ex-boyfriend, I used to fuck so much dudes. So much dudes. So many rice cream. You guys know what rice cream means? Okay, rice cream means the white dude who only fuck Asian dude. Rice cream, and the Asian dude who only fuck white dude. Potato queen, <laughs> and then the Asian dude who only fuck Asian dude. Sticky rice. Yeah, and I I I fucked this rice cream. He's the chairman of San Francisco Republican Party. Wow. Yeah, it's a true story. I fucked him in the Macy's bathroom. I was so excited, you know. I feel very pumped up. Feels like, oh my god, I'm going to pro- I'm going to perform a public sex. I'm very exciting. And then the sex was horrible. But it's not because in the it's in the Macy's bathroom. It's because he's a fucking Republican. <laughs> so anyway,、uh, my name is Eddie Sue. Thank you guys so much for doing this for me. Yay!
God. Yay, Thank Eddie, so yay. Much. You're so funny. Yeah. I'm so glad that um, all these people came to A, listen to your jokes and to give you money. And thank you for keeping it real in Portland. And everybody ch- clap one more time for Eddie Sue. Yay. Thanks, Eddie. All right, we're up for our headliner right now. Are you guys ready for your headliner here tonight? Yes, you are. You're excited for him. Put your hands together right now for Steven Swenson. Hey, what's going on? Is Eddie still on the line or no? I'm still on the line, yes. You there, Eddie? Yeah. This is for you, buddy. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Hey, I'll come up to Portland. I'll hit you up. Yeah, definitely. I'm not, what, what What was it again? The white dudes that only fuck Asian guys? Oh, you're not rice queen, huh? No, 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 I mix it up. I throw in a <laughs> bit of everything. All right. Well, I would love to listen to your set, so. All right, let's do it. He's gone now. He's just listening. He's he's on stealth mode. All right, cool. So uh, the other day I played a hot dog stand. So the career is going great, right? That was actually kind of a childhood dream of mine. Because I absolutely loved hot dogs as a kid and as an adult. My childhood consisted of me loving hot dogs and people trying to ruin my love of hot dogs by telling me what they're made of. They thought by telling me what hot dogs were made of, it would change my opinion of hot dogs. It didn't work. I changed my opinion of pig rectum instead. (laughs) Turns out it's fucking delicious. (laughs) Who knew? It's fucking amazing. I'll go, to a, I'll, I'll go to a farm and check out the pig's asses. He's like, ooh, that one would look good on a bun, huh? Yeah! Where are you going with that sweet thing? I, uh, I had to like hot dogs as a kid because I grew up poor and Mormon. And Mormons have as many kids as they possibly can, whether they have money or not. And this is a very smart thing because you have to think, if you need to make more m- If you need to make more Mormons, what's the easier way? To convince adults that know how to tie their shoes and pay their taxes that Joseph Smith was too legit to quit? Or convince to people to fuck without a condom, which feels better anyway? That's the easier way to make more Mormons. Condoms suck, and I can prove it. With the hundreds of millions of sexual interactions and people doing dirty talk and sexting, Not once in any of those fantasies has anybody ever put on a condom first. (laughs) Nobody's ever been on the phone with their long-distance boyfriend or girlfriend and be like, yeah, but you know what I'm going to do first? I'm going to be safe. (laughs) I'm going to grab a Trojan, and I'm going to open it slow. And I'm going to use my thumb and figure out which way it rolls out. (laughs) Because I don't want to get pre-cum on it. And then I'm going to roll it down and give you a good time, baby. My siblings hate condoms. I have 20 nieces and nephews. 20 of those fuckers. I do not love them all the same. I have a tiered system. Here's the way I think of it. If you love all your kids the same, it's either they're your biological children, and it's like a biological thing where that thing is half me, half somebody else, I have to love them all the same. Or they're like adopted kids and it's like, if I don't love them all the same, they'll be back on crack, you know, not cool. But nieces and nephews, tiered system. Tier one, all the way down to tier four. And I have one sibling 
It's a goddamn four factory. That fucker has four fours. It's like the square root of 16 up in that bitch. Math jokes. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, I, there's one kid. He's like a two and a half. I can't. By law, I feel like I can't put him at tier three because he's autistic. He deserves tier three, but I can't. I'll give him like two and a half. Here's the problem with this kid. He uses his autism to get out of fucking everything. I was watching him. I'm like, dude, your mom said your chore is to clean the floor today. And he goes, I can't. I'm on the spectrum. I said, I don't care what kind of internet you have. You clean the goddamn floor. He's like, I can't. I'm like, dude, I'm not asking you to be charismatic in a job interview. This has nothing to do with autism. Just clean the fucking floor. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, I grew up hardcore Mormon, like, to a crazy degree. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a good example. Like, my mom was so into Mormonism, she had, like, superstitions that not all Mormons knew about that she would live by. All I knew was that I was never allowed to swim on a Sunday, ever. And when I was 13, my mom caught me swimming on Sunday, and she was, like, physically, visibly scared. She pulled me out of the pool, and she was acting like she pulled me out of a highway. She, she got serious on me. She goes, Stephen, do you know why we don't swim on Sundays? I said, I honestly don't. I have no idea. She goes, because Satan has more power in the water on Sundays. What? That scared the piss out of me. I wouldn't take a bath on a Sunday till I was 19. I was just in the shower like, Satan can't get power in the droplets, right? <laughs> Looking in the drain, you know? Hey, Georgie, everything floats. It's like, fuck that shit. I'm sticking my ass out of here. Oh, my God, that was so fucking scary. That legit scared the shit out of me. And later I was thinking, why do we baptize people on Sundays then? Isn't that Satan's zone? Or does it not count if you have a hypocritical 40-year-old white man in there, too, with the priesthood? Is that how it works? So uh, I used to, when I first left Mormonism, I was really, like, bitter at my mom. I was like, Mom, like, how, how could you, like, brainwash me? But I saw, like, how sheltered she was when... I witnessed the moment at 63 years of age that she learned what a blowjob was. She had no idea. Me, my mom, and my brother were watching news bloopers, and Shepard Smith came on, and Shepard Smith was like, Jennifer Lopez is more likely to give a curb job than a blowjob. Me and my brother, like, pissed ourselves laughing because, you know, he's on Fox News, and he said blowjob. And my mom goes... What's a blowjob? Me and my brother looked at each other like only two brothers can. And at the same time, we said, poor dad. <laughs> Fucking brutal. Dude's pushing 70, never gotten blown. Fucking awful. Oh, man, 50 years of marriage and my dad's never been to third base. He walks from second straight to home, right across the middle of the field, just patting the pitcher on the ass, good game. <laughs> 50 years, his third base coach. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's right here! 
Oh, that poor bastard. That's why I need my mom to die first. No? Fuck. No, I do. Because they're not going to get divorced. It's not going to happen. So if my dad's ever going to get a blowjob before he dies, I need my mom to die first so I can go wingman his ass. And I'll fucking do it. I feel like I'd be a good wingman. It, it would be kind of crazy because he would go from never having a blowjob to I would find him some chick that like sucked dick to get backstage passes at Woodstock. I'd find him like, like an A plus one. So he would go from like zero to 60 and it would be awesome to watch him all happy in his last years. Oh man. <laughs> so uh, not cool with my mom dying, noted. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, my siblings having so many fucking kids. My my brother who has four fours, God, one of them is just, she is, I hate her so much because she's very nice. Like, she's only a four because she's the most annoying thing on earth. So I can't, like, I can't be mean because she's just, there's no, like, crime in being annoying. But she talks like she's in a fucking Nick Jr. cartoon the whole time. She's like, hey, Uncle Steven, where are we going? Do you know where we are going? I'm like, yeah, we're going to the store. She's like, that's right. I'm like, are you fucking serious? When do you grow out of that? Does everybody grow out of that? Like, I would love to see a 28-year-old woman that's been divorced for a year, and this is her first time finally opening up to a guy about to have sex again. And he, he comes in and she's like, are you ready? <laughs> and he's like, sure. Okay. I want you to ravage me. Can you say ravage? Uh, ravage? Good job. Now let's see what we're working with. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wow, nine inches. This is going to be amazing. And he's like, uh, thanks. Will you wear protection if I give it to you? Uh, sure, wh where is it? In my backpack, 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 yeah! Hey guys, I'm Steven Swenson. Thank you so much. Keep it going for Steven Swenson! Hooray! I, I was, I'm very interested in your in Mormon stuff. I was raised super, super Christian. So I'll leave you guys with this one Christian joke. Knock, knock. Jesus. I know, did that guy exist or what? Jesus who? I'm so glad we're all on the same page. Jesus who? He wrote the Bible or something. I don't know. Thank you guys so much for being here tonight. Thank you so much. Uh, giving money to Eddie Sue, who was on the phone, and, and for all of the comedians who performed, thank you so much for giving your art uh, to the radio waves, to mutinyradio.fm. The podcast will be out tomorrow, and I'll tag everybody, and you can listen to yourselves and be like, yay! Uh, and uh, join us, be an Instagram follower on Mutiny Radio SF, and come back. We have four open mics a week and uh, this showcase every Saturday and coming up March 1st through 7th 
2020 is the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yay! So it's going to be seven days, 76 comedians coming from all over the United States, a lot from Portland, so that'll be exciting. And all the shows will be here, and they'll be live and live streaming, and you can come back. Um, and thank you so much, Stephen, for being here from out of town and for uh, leaving Mormonism. Yay! Uh, and for everyone else you've seen, clap it up for David Zunzu, the Kirshner in the back, running the ones and twos. And um, clap it up for yourself. Say, yay, us! Yay, us, yay. Thank you so much for being here on Comedy Clubhouse. Good night. your boy CFO here here to let you know that the fifth annual mutiny radio comedy festival is March 1st through 7th 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week get your tickets now on Eventbrite just search mutiny radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission or if you can't be with us listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Mr. Harris, Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go
mutinyradio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four ninety nine. 
Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at Subliminal SF dot myshopify.com that's subliminal sf dot myshopify.com and experience subliminal sf tired of paying too much for your internet contracts and hidden fees got you down Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls, trivia on Mondays, taco Tuesdays, 
First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. El Rio began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. Where am I supposed to say? 
that try to talk shit, man. I was making records when you were sucking your fucking dick.